Here is a secret to increase your English vocabulary. Don't just learn English verbs. Make sure you're studying phrasal verbs as well. In this English lesson, I'll teach you phrasal verbs versus simple verbs, and I'll show you how phrasal verbs can be so important to increase your vocabulary and your idiomatic understanding of the language. Remember, a phrasal verb includes a particle as well, which is either an adverb or a preposition, and it can change the meaning of the verb entirely. Now let's get started. I'll teach you some of the most important phrasal verbs versus their simple verb meaning. Blend versus blend in. Blend in. When we talk about the simple verb to blend, we're typically mixing two or more things or elements together. This is, of course, a very popular verb to use in a recipe in the kitchen when you're blending ingredients together to make a cake. Now, when you blend in, it means that you're trying to not be noticed. Oftentimes, celebrities will go into public places and they'll wear ordinary clothes and sunglasses and a baseball hat so that they blend in and people don't notice that they are a celebrity rather than just an average person. So when you use this phrasal verb, it changes the meaning of blend entirely. Fake versus fake out. Oh, fake. To fake something means to make an imitation or a counterfeit of the real thing. Now you can fake a smile even though you feel sad. So it's a fake smile because typically a smile is used when we're happy. The way that the word fake changes when we add out to it is when you're faking out someone, you're trying to make them think one thing even though you're going to do another. So for instance, in a lot of sports, the team will try to fake like they're going one way and then they'll go the other way in order to score. Or think of a magician, a person who does magic tricks. They're not real magic tricks, so they're faking out the audience. They're faking out the audience by making it look like it's magic even though it's not. So fake and fake out can be pretty similar, but it is very useful to know the phrasal verb fake out, especially in sports or if you're doing something to trick someone into thinking you're doing another thing. Point versus point out. When you point to something, it means you're indicating which direction it is or if you have a list of things or a group of things, you're pointing to which one in particular. Now, when you point out something, you're drawing a lot of attention to something. So for instance, it's important to point out errors when you are proofreading someone's writing. So typically when we use the verb to point, we're indicating just a direction or a way. But when we say point out, we're usually drawing attention to an error or you could point out something positive too. Like you could say, even though our soccer team lost the game, I want to point out that everyone on the team had a positive attitude and had fun. So you're pointing out something positive rather than negative. Take versus take out. So when we're speaking of the verb to take something, it usually means you're grabbing something or taking something from another person. When we take out, it's not from another person when we take out something. So let's say we're going to take out the milk from the refrigerator. We're removing the milk from the refrigerator. Now you could say I'm going to take the milk from the refrigerator, but more commonly as a native English speaker, I would say I'm going to take it out if you're removing it from another place. 
Now, if you are at the grocery store and someone hands you a bag with some milk in it, you can say, oh, I'll take that bag. You're taking it from another person. But when you remove the milk from the bag, you're going to say, I'm going to take out the milk since you're removing it from a different place. And bonus, when we say take out, it means takeaway food. They say takeaway in the UK and in the United States, we say take out food. That's a noun, it's not a verb. So this is just a bonus part of this lesson. Speaking of soccer, do you know the difference between to kick and to kick out? Kick out. Of course, when we kick a ball or when we kick any object really, we are using our foot. Now when we add the word out to kick and we use it as a phrasal verb, it means we are telling someone that they have to leave a place. It's very common in the United States if people have bad behavior in a restaurant or in a club or in a bar, they will get kicked out by the security there. Or if you're in a school and you have bad behavior in a classroom, your teacher will kick you out of class. This means they'll tell you that you have to get out of the classroom and go to the principal's office. So this is one of those cases where the simple verb and the phrasal verb have totally different meanings. Eat versus eat up. Now, of course, you know the simple verb to eat, which means to consume food. But what happens to this verb when we add up to it? We're not talking about food typically when we use this phrasal verb, although you can say, I want to eat up my dinner. It just means you're going to consume it entirely. Or you could say, hey, everyone, eat up. That means eat all of your food, have as much as you want. You can use this phrasal verb when you're not speaking about food as well. For instance, if you are talking with someone and you're having a very long or lengthy conversation, you might want to say to them, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to eat up all of your time. This means I didn't want to take all of your time or lose all of your time. When you say eat up, you mean consume entirely. If something at work is taking your whole day, you could say this is eating up all of my time. So we use this phrasal verb a lot when we talk about using time. Or sometimes if I'm driving in my car and I'm driving all over town, it's eating up all my gas. This means I'm driving so much that it's using all of the gasoline in my gas tank. To show versus to show off. If you want to show something to someone, of course you say, look at this, I want to show you this. Now typically, if we are really proud of what we are showing the person, we are going to show off something. So I have a collection of seashells. It's not terribly impressive, so I typically wouldn't show this off to someone. Now, my husband has a collection of baseball cards, and he is very proud of these baseball cards, so he would want to show off the baseball cards to you. When you show something to someone, you just have them see it. When you show off something to someone, you are very proud and you want to show them the thing so that they are impressed by it. A lot of people who have nice houses want to show off their houses. So maybe they have a pool in their backyard or they have a really large house. They'll say, let me show off my house to you. Now, sometimes we use this phrasal verb in a negative way, like they're just showing off. That means they're doing something just to try to impress you. They're not doing it, you know, just to be nice or to be good. They're trying to just impress everyone with what they have or the skills that they have. 
Like a gymnast, someone who does gymnastics, might show off by doing flips and cartwheels because it's so impressive. So of course, make sure that you know the difference between show and show off because they are very different, especially when you're speaking with a native English speaker. Play versus play up. When you add up in this phrasal verb, it changes the meaning of play entirely. To play means to engage in a fun activity. Of course, children are always playing. Now, when you play up something, it means you're being dramatic. When you play up something, you're often exaggerating an emotion or a feeling that you have. So if you have a sibling, a brother or a sister, growing up when you were children, and if one of your brothers or sisters hit you and you wanted them to get in trouble, you might say, oh, that hurts so bad. My brother hit me or my sister hit me. This is playing up your reaction so that your parents will think you're really hurt, even though typically kids just fight and it doesn't typically hurt that bad. A lot of times if people are a little bit sick, but they want to get out of school or work, they will play up their sickness. This means they will exaggerate how sick they are. So they might tell their teacher or their boss, oh, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't even move. I had a really bad fever when they might have just had a cold, but they're playing up their illness. Sit versus sit out. I'm going to sit it out. Sit it out. This is really important to know. Of course, you know that when someone sits, it means they're physically going down onto a chair. So they sit on a chair. Now, of course, sit down is the act of sitting. And when we say sit out, it has an entire different meaning. So if somebody sits out of an activity, it means they do not participate or they do not join in. Maybe all of your coworkers are going out to lunch and they're going to a restaurant, but you are too busy and you have too much work. In English, we would say, hey, I'm going to sit this one out today. This is a really common phrase that means you are not going to join them. You're going to skip this time. In soccer, if a player gets a red card, they have to sit out of the game. This means they cannot participate in the game. So when you tell someone to sit out, it means they need to go away and they can't participate in the activity anymore. Rip versus rip up. Right. Rip it up, lads. When you rip something, you have a small tear in it. So lots of times, if you have an old piece of clothing, you might accidentally rip your clothing and it's damaged a little bit. Now, when we add up to rip, it means that we are shredding something. We're destroying it. The most common way we use this phrasal verb is to rip up a piece of paper. In movies, when you know somebody does not agree to a contract, they might dramatically rip up the paper. This means they make the paper into small shreds or small pieces. So make sure if you are talking about just having a small piece of damage in your clothing, you can say, I ripped my clothing. But if something is completely destroyed, often by dogs or other animals, you could say it's ripped up. Set versus to set out. When you set an item on a table or any other surface, it just means you're putting it there or you're placing it there. When you add out to set and you set out, it means you begin something. Oftentimes in movies and in television, 
the main character will set out on a journey or they will set out on an adventure. This means they start the adventure with the intention of you know, doing a big task or having a big journey. We can also use this phrasal verb set out when we are trying to accomplish a goal. So for me, my goal on my English channel, English with Kayla, is to set out to have a million subscribers. So make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. And that's just meaning that like I have this goal and I have this intention of doing something. So you can set out on a journey or you can set out on a goal. Let versus let down. When you let someone do something, it means you're allowing them to do something. So many people in the United States, they love their pets so much, they love their dogs especially, they will let their dogs sleep in the bed with them. It's crazy. I know it's not like that in other places of the world. Maybe it is where you live. But when you let down someone, it means you disappoint them. So if you have bad news to tell someone, let's say you have a big event that day and it's raining, you might say, I'm sorry to let you down, but it's raining outside. This means I'm sorry to disappoint you. Now, if someone does something to disappoint you, you can say, you really let me down. So I thought you were going to show up to my party yesterday, but I was really let down that you didn't arrive. This means that I was really sad and disappointed in you. You disappointed me by not doing something. So let and let down have really different meanings as well. Turn versus turn over. Now, of course, I can turn in my chair, which just means to change directions. And you turn in your car, you can turn left or you can turn right, or you can turn around, which means you go backwards. Now, when we say turn over, we could have something and we are putting it on the opposite side, or we can say we are turning over responsibility. If you are speaking and you want to have someone else come and speak after you, you can say, I'm going to turn it over to Debbie, or I'm going to turn over the talk to John. This means it's not my turn anymore. I'm going to let them control the meeting or I'm going to have them speak now. As a noun in a job, if we have a lot of turnover, it means a lot of people quit their job and a lot of people get hired. It's changing a lot. Follow versus follow through. Follow through. When you follow someone or something, you go in the same exact direction. For instance, if someone is going to the same place that you are, you might say, I'm going to follow you in my car because I don't know how to get there. That means I'm going to go the same way that you do. When you follow through with something, it means you complete something that you said you would do. It's really important to follow through on your promises. This means if you promise something, you actually do it. If you're unsure if you can complete a promise or something you said you would do, you can say, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to follow through. This means I'm not sure I'm going to be able to complete what I said I would do. I hope that you guys follow through and subscribe to English with Kayla. And for more phrasal verb lessons, I have so many great videos. Try the next two that are on the screen here. I'll see you guys in the next lesson. Thank you so much for watching. Goodbye.